And joining me right now here on a Tuesday, as he always does, here on the Mark Moses Show, he's my great friend Alan Slaughterzinski with Brevard Sports Network. And yeah, we have to have a discussion about his Ravens. Alan, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Mark. Thanks for having me on, man. Always great to be with you on a Tuesday. I felt so bad for you. I really did. I thought your Ravens were going to win. I was so disappointed in them. So the floor is yours. What happened, buddy? Well, I went back and I, and I watched this game not once but twice since then. I, I think there are several things that went in. We're, we're going to talk about it. But I think the real crime in this, Mark, is – and I'm not just saying this as a Ravens fan, but the Ravens truly blew a golden opportunity to show the rest of the National Football League just truly how great of a football team this was this year. Honestly, but I mean, when I tell you, when you look back on the 18, 17 games or, you know, uh, the 13 games that they won, I don't know, Mark, that we've seen this kind of dominance from a team during the regular season in one game into the playoffs in quite some time. In fact, I went back and looked and you heard it throughout the week last week, how historic of a season the Ravens had. And in fact, I would even argue and have argued with Ravens fans that this team right here um, was the best Ravens football team to ever play on a field in Baltimore. It just was. Now, they don't go win the Super Bowl, so you cannot put them up there with 2000 and 2012. You can't. They didn't get the job done. They didn't finish. Um, this was a football game. I mean, what the Kansas City Chiefs came in and showed you were – couple of things. The first thing they showed you is if you're a fan of an NFL team and you have a bad head coach and a bad quarterback, you have no shot. That That's a fact. Um, this league continues to revolve around great coaching and great quarterback play. And if you don't have that, you'll never get in an AS or an NFC championship game. Second thing is Patrick Mahomes is Undoubtedly, Mark, one of the best to ever step on a football field to play the quarterback position. What Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs did in that first half was as perfect of a road playoff football game that you could play. 20 of 25, 96 yards of of his passing yards to Travis Kelsey, two touchdowns. They had two drives of 10 and 16 plays that chewed up 15 minutes Two drives by the Chiefs chewed up an entire quarter of football in the first half. Now, with that said, the second half, they came out, they had five possessions, they punted all five possessions, and never got close to scoring a touchdown. They, the Chiefs are one, I think, of just five teams in the last 25 years to score less than 20 points and still win a conference championship game. I think they're one of three teams to punt in every second-half possession over the last 35 years and win a conference championship game. The Baltimore Ravens defense did far more than enough to win this football game. The issue I've heard over the last couple of years is that Lamar Jackson cannot win the big one. With this game having been played, I've defended Lamar over the last couple of years. I've defended him to you. I've said, mm. you know, Mark, that's not fair to say 
that Lamar Jackson got blown out by the Chargers. He came in game nine that season for Joe Flacco. That was his literal rookie year. Even the next year, Mark, when they lost to the Titans as a number one seed and Lamar won the MVP, it still wasn't fair to criticize Lamar Jackson. It was just his second year in the league. The third year, they get that win over the Titans, but then they got to go to Buffalo and, and play. And I think a lot of people forget in that Buffalo game, Lamar Jackson was knocked out of that game in the third quarter with a concussion. He didn't finish. Um, but this was the year. So all I've heard over the last two, three days is, you know, Lamar Jackson is the Dak Prescott of the AFC. Lamar Jackson can't win the big one. And you know what? I can't defend it anymore. I, it, it's, it's a true statement. He's six years into this league. What and how he played on Sunday was absolutely atrocious. But yet still, Mark, he still managed to throw for more yards than Patrick Mahomes. And the Ravens still had a chance to win this football game. Had that offense not turned the football over, they probably would have won that game 24-31-17. The play by Zay Flowers, the taunting, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But the play that showed me that Lamar Jackson is – you can criticize him all day long, is throwing in the triple coverage into the end zone. And then the Baltimore fans, I, you know, I've gotten into it with a couple of them over the last two days, screaming and hollering, that should have been pass interference. You're never, ever, ever in the history of this league going to get a flag in the end zone for pass interference when your wide receiver is triple covered. It's just never going to happen. The Ravens lost this football game because they turned it over. Three times, the Ravens lost this football game because for some reason, and I don't know what that reason is, and I've never seen anything like this before, Todd Munkin's game plan was atrocious. The Baltimore Ravens led the National Football League in running the football this year. And as you texted me throughout that entire football game, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Mark, the Ravens rushed the football 16 times in the game. Six times that ball touched the hands of a Ravens running back. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, one could say, well, you know, they didn't have much success doing it. Well, that's not true. The Ravens averaged almost a little over five yards a carry. You want to, you want to see a team that's, that, that had a game plan coming in, that stuck to the game plan? That was the Kansas City Chiefs. Mark, they ran the football 32 times in that game and averaged just 2.8 yards per carry, but they didn't care because it was what set up Travis Kelsey for those plays. It was what set up the third and five when, you know, Mahomes was able to complete the pass to seal the game. That's how you operate an offensive game plan. Todd Munkin, I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what that game plan was. The Ravens this year as a team, when they ran the football 21 or more times, they were 14-0. and In every game they ran the football 20 or less, they were 0-5. So to me, that's the obvious sign to make sure your backs get at least 25 touches. So to sum all of this up, Lamar Jackson is not a big-time player in big-time games yet. He's not, and he deserves all the criticism he gets. The second thing, 
the offensive game plan was terrible. The third thing is the Baltimore Ravens succumbed to the pressure of this game. They turned that football over three times, and you cannot do that. Fourth thing, the greatest quarterback of this generation showed why he is the greatest quarterback of this generation. He didn't have a great second half, but he still managed that football game well enough to get out of Baltimore with a win. And the last thing I'll say, Mark, is that, again, I just think it's a shame that people aren't going to get to see truly how great this Ravens football team is. Um, because I, 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 I do believe they would have won on to win the Super Bowl. I think this was a mere blip in the road for them in this game. But the bottom line is, is you don't get another opportunity. This was a fantastic football team this year. Does it diminish what they accomplished? Oh, boy, you bet you it does. Because when you play as well as they did this year and you don't win a Super Bowl, you don't get the right to say this team was that great or was one of the best. They're not. They can't be. You didn't win the big one. So that's what hurts the most as a Ravens fan is the fact that I know how good this football team was. It was the best regular season Ravens team I've ever seen from the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball. And and in the end, Mark, their quarterback, the two-time MVP is going to be in about eight days, choked. He absolutely choked. And uh, so did his offensive coordinator. I gave you the platform. You did not disappoint. I hope you know that. We're here down Slaughterzinski for Bart Sports Network. I think you went about six or seven minutes there. And I don't blame you. And you know what? I'm gonna know you for the next thirty years or so, or maybe fifty. You're gonna keep talk you're gonna keep talking about this game. This one oh I I think it's worse. And look, you're the one the expert on this. I think this is worse than when you went to Foxborough and missed the field goal. I think this is the worst loss in the history of your franchise. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think there's any question. I'll take it one step further. Hmm. We didn't expect to go up and compete with New England that year. That was completely and utterly unexpected. You know, uh, so yeah, when we missed that field goal, it broke our hearts and put a tear in our eyes. But the, the biggest disappointment of a football game up until this one was the loss to the Indianapolis Colts in the '07 AFC Divisional Round. Yeah, when. You hold Peyton Manning to five field goals, and you can't win at home. You know, John Harbaugh has a real problem now, Mark, and I think it's worth talking about in these games. Um, listen, it, what it took for the Ravens to win the Super Bowl the year after Billy Cundiff missed that field goal, you know, and they're talking about what Mahomes is doing here, going through Tua Tagovailoa, going through uh, Josh going through Lamar. Listen, I mean, that year Joe Flacco did some pretty impressive things on the road himself. You know, Flacco had to beat Manning. He had to beat Brady. Um, so he had a pretty good playoff run that year too. But um, And that's what it took. And Kaepernick. And that's what it took to win that Super Bowl this year, that year. But, uh, yeah, this is this, this, this climbs above that 07 divisional round loss. Just because I know how great this team was, I know and I feel it in my heart, Mark, feel it in my heart that uh, had they got to the Super Bowl, they yeah. probably truly would have put it on the Niners. Of, yeah, the Niners. We're here with Alan Slaughterzinski, Brevard Sports Network. This is what I want to ask you. I want to ask you this. I wanted to ask you this for like two days now. Okay, so you're down 17-7. It's midway through the third quarter. They completely abandoned the run. There was so much of, it felt like every play 
Lamar's in the shotgun. Lamar's in the shotgun. And then he's running back five yards to set his feet. And then it turns into hero ball where he's trying to throw the ball 40 yards down the field. They took away. I mean, I just, you know what? I, I don't get John Harbaugh. I blame him for this. You know how to get there. You won the championship. You've been here for almost two decades. There were no adjustments by the Ravens in this game. That's what shocked me. And honestly, honestly, I rather would have had Brock Purdy in that situation over Lamar. And that's how I feel in this situation now, Alan. I do. Well, I, you listen, um, I definitely would have loved to have had Brock Purdy's decision-making. I definitely would have loved to have had Joe Flacco's accuracy yeah. uh, in that game. But, uh, you know, listen. Um, <laughs> Just run the ball. Well, as, 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 I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you at all. I gave you the stat about running 20 or less or 25 or more times. I mean, you know, this was the best. This has been the best rushing football team in the National Football League in four of the six years with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. You know, and I think the statistic that's even more glaring here, Mark, is the fact that in all of the Ravens' trips to the playoffs with Lamar Jackson as their quarterback, when they were eliminated from the playoffs, it was their lowest point total of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about that. Seven points. It was their lowest point total of the year. Mark, you're talking about a team that went 6-0 against teams that were three games or more above 500 and beat those damn teams by 26 points or more. And then you get to this. And here's the thing, Mark. The Ravens moved the football up and down the field on the Chiefs, even abandoning the game plan. They still run the foot. You know, they still move the ball. They outgained the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. They did. They they ran. They say they had the same number of drives. Eleven drives for the Chiefs. Eleven drives for the Ravens. The bottom line is is the Ravens turned the football over in three of those eleven drives, but they still couldn't in those eight drives. Mark put more than seventeen points on the board. They should have both of those. I mean, you you both turnovers. Two of the three turnovers actually occur in the end zone. I've never seen anything like I that. Not, I, dude, I, okay, you're a historian. When he dives to the end zone, I think all of America says, okay, we got a ball game. That's a touchdown. And then when it turns out he fumbles, that reminded me of the Ernest Biner Cleveland Browns play where he's going to score against Denver, and then he fumbles at the one-yard line. I think moving forward, and I feel bad saying this to you, when you say – Flowers fumble. Everyone in your fan base is going to know exactly what you're talking about. Correct? Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And I made the same exact comparison. In fact, Ernest Biner, I, I co-hosted. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. But I used to do a Raven show, and I co-hosted a show with Ernest Biner. I co-hosted one season of that show with mm. Ernest Biner, and he actually wrote a book called Everybody Fumbles. And I couldn't. I, you know, I always chuckle at that. I'm thinking, no, Ernest, they don't. But okay, I mean, if you made a couple bucks off of it, but yeah. yeah, that fumble, you know, that fumble by Zay Flowers. Look, if 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 Zay Flowers puts that ball in the end zone, mm-hmm. the Ravens win that football game, and I think it's just that simple. I, 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 I agree. Listen, you talked you talked about the adjustments that the Ravens didn't make. I think Mark, the thing that's even more shocking about the lack of adjustments in this game is the fact of how much they adjusted just a week ago against the Texans. 
They were lethargic in that first half, and they came out in that second half and blew the Texans off the field. How did they do that? They did that making adjustments, running the football. So you're right, buddy. They made no adjustments. They abandoned the running game. They turned the ball over, and they got none of the star-making power and playing ability that Lamar Jackson usually gives them. So I was so disgusted by that game. I couldn't even get into the second game at first. I know there's no way you did either. I literally, in the first half of the Lions-Niners game, to calm down from that, I did my taxes on my couch. And then that's literally what I did on Sunday. What about you? Were you just devastated? What happened after the game? I had to move on quickly because I knew I was going to rewatch that game later that night because I wanted to, I wanted to see the ins and the outs of it. Mm. And I watched it once on the DVR and I watched it once with NFL plus from the coach's perspective. And so, yeah, Mark, it, it, it hurts. I'm not going to lie, brother. I mean, yeah. it stings. I mean, because the Ravens should be heading to the Super Bowl. Um, I just feel that. And I don't, you know, listen, I don't want to hear, you know, it's Patrick Mahomes. You know, Patrick Mahomes played, like I said, all credit to the Kansas City Chiefs. They played a perfect first half of football. They truly did. And Mahomes managed the game very well in the second half, and he didn't turn it over. But, the, but, but I, Mark, to me, if Kansas City goes to Las Vegas and plays like that, they're going to get beat. That, I, I agree. That's how I feel. I agree. They're, they're, they're going to get beat. And so, I, you know, the, the, the Chiefs didn't do – I don't think the Chiefs, other than those two drives, did anything, Mark, that the Ravens weren't expecting them to do. The Ravens' defense adjusted masterfully, masterfully. Mike McDonald is a boy wonder genius, and if he's not a head coach in this league uh, next year, I'd be shocked. Uh, so whatever adjustments Mike McDonald made was incredible, Mark. The problem, Mahomes didn't make a mistake in the second half. That's it. Yeah, that's no, what it is. Force a turnover. He didn't. He doesn't make mistakes. That's what's so scary about him. And the the play to clinch it. Oh man, like he just flicks the wrist. And he hits Valdez scantly like down the field. He just flicked the wrist. The, the tackles were bad for the Chiefs, like we thought they would be. Mm-hmm. You know, they both committed penalties. You know, the the, the the all-pro right guard had two straight holding calls on him. The Ravens defense did their job. And if you would have told me last week that all the Kansas City Chiefs were going to score was 17 points, and you said, oh. hey, Allen, I can guarantee you right now that the Chiefs are going to only score 17 points on Sunday in Baltimore, would you be willing to put every piece of sports memorabilia you have up to bet? I'd be sports memorabilia list today. I don't blame you. I don't. That's why the stat is so crazy. So Kansas City goes to the one seed on the road, scores 17 and wins. Detroit goes to the one seed, scores 31 and loses. So my question for you, what happened in that second half to the Detroit Lions? Um, they allowed the San Francisco 49ers to literally snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. And they didn't learn. When I say they, I'm meaning their head coach. You know, I asked Damon Amendolara on Friday, do you foresee a situation coming up in the game on Sunday between the Lions and the Niners where Dan Campbell 
could cost his team this football game? And he said yes, and I felt yes, and it happened. How on God's green football earth do you not go up by three scores when you have an opportunity on the road in a conference championship game? I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know whether the Niners still would have come back and won that football game, but I will tell you this. That's a big psychological hold on the other team to be down three three scores. There's a huge difference between 14 and 17 points, and there is. And I think that play call right there was two things. That play call wasn't the whole reason why the Lions lost that football game, but that play call was the reason the Lions were also in that football game, Mark, because that's how they played all year long, and they didn't care. They gambled at every turn. They they converted more fourth downs this year than any team in the history of the National Football League. That's how they played. So, you 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 know, listen, if you truly believe in the sentiment that says you go with what got you there, the Detroit Lions did it. You ride or you die with it. Well, they died with it, Mark. And that's about how you can sum that game up. Those those Lions receivers, like, they just they kept dropping the ball, man, <laughs> in the second half. They just, uh. Well, they felt, listen, when they didn't convert that fourth down and the Niners went down and scored. Yeah. You knew the Niners were coming back right there. Oh, yeah. And I agree. You feel that pressure. You know, I, I, did, you, you, you play competitive sports. So, you know, you know, listen, you can literally feel pressure on your shoulders when you're in moments like that. You can. When you're on a field or a sheet of ice or a court and you're playing, you can feel that moment. And again, you know, the expression big time players make big time plays in big time games wasn't born for nothing. And I don't think there's an expression more truer in sports than that one, Mark. I'll tell you an example where I felt pressure and you bring up like playing competitive sports in basketball. When you're on the road and it's a hostile environment, there's a feeling there if you're inexperienced. You know, you're playing five on five, but when you're overwhelmed, it feels like there's 10 guys on the other team and they're just, they're coming at you and they're suffocating you. That's what it feels like with pressure. And that's, there are, go ahead. You know, go on. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, you know, there are guys that want and relish that the Brady's and the Mahomes of the world. And I think to a man, um, that to a woman, to a man, I think, you know, we all, you know, in those moments, want to be able to, to to overcome those things. It's just the special ones that can, Mark. I mean, I you know, I can remember in high school, you know, my senior year, down 6 nothing to the number four team in the state in the fourth quarter. You know, in that fourth quarter, get you know, our defense creates a turnover. You know, I get the ball on the 40-yard line. I get us down to the 30, throw a pick in the corner of the end zone. I mean – it, it, it truly takes a – got to be a special individual, Mark, to be able to carry that pressure and perform. And that's why we have guys like Mahomes and Brady. You know, I mean, you look at Lamar Jackson. You look at Josh Allen. You look at Dak Prescott. These are exceptional NFL quarterbacks, Mark. They're great NFL quarterbacks. But they're judged 
by what they do this time of the year because as a society, we say, how do you overcome adversity? And these guys haven't done it yet. I What I like about the Niners and I think is special about them is, and I know it's cliche to say, football's a team sport. And the Niners were down in that game, but they all, like especially that offense, like you could see it. When McCaffrey gets the ball, he looks determined. He knows what to do. Uh, Debo Samuel, who I think is one of the most underrated players in the NFL, he gets the ball, he knows where to go. Kittle, like they got stars on that team. And my thing is, I think Brock Purdy is starting to, to believe that he can do this. He looks like maybe he's the next Tom Brady as well. Now, I know he's got help, but he's 4-1 and one in the playoffs. If he can beat Mahomes, then I'm sorry, he is one of the best players in the NFL. That's how I feel. How about you, Alan? I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, what Brock Purdy, the, the Lions don't win that game, or the, uh, the Niners. 49ers don't win. The, yeah, the Niners don't win that game without Brock Purdy Sunday. And every defensive player they interviewed in that game and every player they talked to said that. Said, we don't win this game without Brock Purdy. Mark, that throw he made to Kyle Juszczyk on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. Under under pressure, getting drilled like that was absolutely beautiful. It's one of the best throws you'll ever see. Uh, I mean, you know, under pressure, like, and that's what I'm talking about. Can you make that throw? Can you make that split-second decision? Purdy did it on Sunday. Mahomes did it on Sunday. The play he made to Travis Kelsey, Mark, um, you know, for the when Kelsey comes back and flips, the reason that 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 play had to be made that way was because Travis Kelsey ran the wrong route, and so he wasn't where he was supposed to be. Mahomes had to buy time. Kelsey came back across the field and bailed not just his quarterback but his own ass out because he ran the wrong route. That stat, so, where, that stat where it says Kelsey has more postseason catches than Jerry Rice is just everyone's head exploded when you saw that. So wild. That's the thing. That, that's the thing I didn't want to see on, on <laughs> Sunday. I know. That's the thing. Uh, I, I did not want to see Taylor Swift on that field hugging Travis Kelsey. And lo and behold, uh, there she is. But, hey, I heard a stat today that um, – she has been worth $331 million to the NFL and the Kansas City Chiefs, so more power to her. You have you have little girls who start watching football, and, and you know what's going to happen? Hey, they're going to root for the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to have that fan base get even bigger. They're going to root for the Chiefs, not the Cowboys, not your Ravens, not the Chargers, not the Packers, the Chiefs. I, I made a comment to myself the other day watching the game. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable in my masculinity, right? I'm watching the game the other day, and I said to myself, Self, why can't, you know, Mark Andrews is a good-looking guy. Why can't she be with our tight end? <laughs> I like, I like. you know what's funny about that? It's not, hey, you should be with Alan Slaughterzinski. No, you got to be with our tight end. It's all team right. first with you. Let's end with this. Nick Kelsey, you need to be with Mark Andrews. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, all right, here's what we're going to do with this this fine gentleman. Alan's birthday is coming up on February 9th. We're going to be at Club 52 at Melbourne Ground Park here in Melbourne. We're going to be broadcasting live. We're going to be registering people to win my grand prize, two tickets to the sold-out Daytona 500. Alan came up with this idea for his birthday. We're going to do it.
Five o'clock hour there at Club 52. Alan and I are going to go against each other in sports trivia. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you ready for this? I'm ready, Mark. You know, first of all, thank you, because I'm so excited about this. And I think it's going to be a great way to celebrate my birthday, hanging out with one of my best friends in the world, and uh, talking sports and, and sports trivia, man. I can't think of a better way to spend the, the, the day, Mark. So I can't thank you enough for this. And thanks to Club 52 for doing this. They're, they're, they're awesome. I love Club 52. And, of course, uh, you, my friend, appreciate you. All right. We have discussed this. We're going to go 15 questions apiece. So, and will I get a tiebreaker in there? We are going NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, college football, college basketball. Those five categories. Is this correct? That is correct. All right. We will have tiebreakers. I have to get you a birthday gift now. This, this is going to be very interesting. Okay. It's going to be an ass kicking. No, no, no. I, I'm going to, I'm going to get you a real one. Alan, I'm so sorry about your Ravens, but man, have a great week and I'll talk to you later. And Mark, appreciate you. And listen, real quick, if I win, if I win, you can always say, you let me do it for my birthday. Thanks, buddy.